In this week's episode of Farmers Inside Track, the 101 of fruit farming for beginner farmers. South Africa produces a large variety of fruit crops, and this could be your next agri enterprise. Find out how. We're also excited to kick off a brand new segment here on the show, Animal Nutrition, powered by Furmo Feeds. Later on the show, we're joined by Dr. Francois van der Feyfer, the National Technical Manager at Furmo Feeds, who unpacks overwintering in the dry season of the summer rainfall areas. Plus, you stand a chance of winning a thousand rand Furmo product voucher. This week's hashtag Soil Sister, powered by Foodform Zanzi and Corteva AgriScience, is the incredible Nobuntu Makoa, founder of Baha Makoa. She started her farming education when her father turned her childhood home into an informal dairy. Agripreneurs, listen up! Your innovation technology solution for the food system can get you crowned as the first Ingola Feed Innovation Prize winner. To find out more, we chat to the founders of the Food Equity, Equality and Democracy Agency. Our book of the week, The Intuitive Farmer by Peter Nuttall. He believes a farmer's success is based on the excellence of their decision-making skills. Mango farmer Bernie van den Yeffer knows that the land he toils deserves to be loved. For our Farmer Tip of the Week, van den Yeffer tells us all about soil diversity. This is Farmer's Inside Track, supported by Food from Zanzi. Inspiration for your business and life. From South Africa's farmers and agripreneurs. Hey, I'm Zanzi. Welcome to episode 75 of Food from Zanzi's weekly podcast called Farmer's Inside Track. I'm your host, Dawn Numdu, the editor for audience and engagement at Food Form Zanzi. And I'm Duncan Masua, and thank you for listening to South Africa's most downloaded farmers podcast. Okay, let's kick off today's show with that promised discussion on fruit farming. Food Form Zanzi journalist Nicole Ludolf chats to Sandra van Eden, a horticulture and post-harvest production lecturer at Elsenberg Agricultural Training Institute in the Western Cape. Today we're talking about farming with fruit crops in South Africa. Joining us is Sandra van Eerden, horticulture lecturer at the Elsenburg Institute of Agricultural Training. Why don't you tell us a bit about yourself and your background in agriculture? I always wanted to work in a varied workplace and studying agriculture, specifically horticulture, suited me perfectly. In my career I've worked in parks and recreation, done research in the physiology of several fruit types, done some landscaping and eventually became a lecturer in fruit production. My current post as lecturer allows me to come into contact with the farmers and production managers of the future. I also research the most recent developments in fruit production and I get to spend time in fruit orchards with students and commercial farmers. So, what are the types of fruit crops that we can farm in South Africa? South Africa has many different climate zones, so there are very few horticultural crops that can't be produced locally. The only ones that come to mind right now are coffee and cocoa. In the low felt, that is Mpumalanga and parts of KZN, we can grow most subtropical crops, namely citrus, mangoes, lychees, avocado, macadamia nuts and bananas. In the free state, we can grow cherries in the high-lying colder areas as well as apples. The northern cape is suitable for pecanuts, dates and several varieties of table grapes and raisin grapes. 
The Western Cape is known worldwide for producing deciduous fruit of the highest quality. Apples, pears and cherries in the cooler areas, stone fruit like peaches and plums in the slightly warmer areas. Olives are successfully produced in areas with a Mediterranean climate. Then of course citrus in the well-known citrus dull area. And then the world famous wine grape industry must also be mentioned in the Western Cape. The Eastern Cape is renowned for citrus of exceptional quality in the Kirkwood and Potency area. The Long Kloof in the Eastern Cape is well known for apples, pears, peaches and plums. Blueberries are also produced in increasing numbers in almost all parts of the country. So that's quite a list of possible fruit to farm with. Is there a particular type of fruit crop that is in high demand or quite lucrative to start farming with? Fruit crops unfortunately have extremely high establishment costs. And it takes about five years for a decent return on investment. Non-fruit tree crops like blueberries and strawberries start producing a crop much sooner, after one to two years, and can be farmed intensively on a smaller scale. Another example is pineapple production, mainly in the Eastern Cape and KZN. Pineapples can be harvested twice every five years. Avocados are in high demand at present, and it seems that the demand will keep increasing in the near future. Of course, with all crops, you must have the expertise and means for successful production. Price and profitability of fruit crops are driven by demand, and farmers always aim to produce for the export market, because it is far more profitable than the local market. Our biggest markets are the UK and Europe, and increasingly the Middle and Far East. Our biggest advantage is that South Africa is in the southern hemisphere and can thus export to northern markets in their off-season. The disadvantage is the distance and the time it takes to reach the export markets. An interesting fact is that our export to the African markets have increased dramatically in recent years. This is due to innovative marketing strategies as well as a growth in demand in the eastern and west Africa. These markets are expected to keep expanding as the African population is expected to double in numbers by 2050. So that will mean that the demand will also keep increasing. Now don't forget to check out the additional information and opportunities in the article published on www.foodformzanzi.co.za. Thanks Nicole and great having you with us Sandra van Eden from Alsenberg. Next up, animal nutrition powered by Fumal Feeds. Now, if you're listening, hop on over to Food from Zanzi for our interview with Tabo Trele, a young farmer from the KwaZulu-Natal Midlands. Now, Tabo understands the importance of keeping his cattle happy and healthy this winter. Part of his secret recipe is a range from Fumal products. To help us understand this, we asked Dr. Francho van der Feifer, the National Technical Manager at Fumal Feeds, to unpack the overwintering in the dry season of the summer rainfall areas. Dr. Van der Feifer, welcome to Farmers Inside Track. It's great having you with us. Thank you very much, Duncan. Awesome. Now, this week on www.foodformzanzi.co.za, you can read an inspiring story about a 21-year-old cattle farmer from High Flats near Ikropo in KwaZulu-Natal. He speaks very high about Furmol's protein block, and today we'll be discussing just that. Doctor, overwintering in the dry season of the summer rainfall areas is often a point of discussion. Why is that? Yes, the answer is actually quite easy. The summer rainfall areas are characterized by sweet, 
or sour felt, or sometimes we refer to it the mixed felt types as well. Now, many of these grasses are perennial grasses with a big variation in nutrient content between the rainy or the dry over winter season. So typically in the winter months, these plants are dormant and their nutritive value is exceptionally low. It's really worth very little. So the reason for this is that, that most of the nutrients are translocated to the root system as a sort of store for the next growing season. And therefore, the dry, pale grass on top of the land really only supplies carbohydrates, small little amount of protein and some minerals. And then the carbohydrates, which is the majority of the material we see on the land at this time of the year, itself is only structural fiber, highly unpalatable and poorly digestible. It also binds nutrients, making it very unavailable or nearly unavailable to the animal. Have you ever wondered why we make hay in a certain period of the year? We need to preserve the nutrient value of a grass before it re- reaches maturity. That's why we try and make hay in the early summer. Interesting. Now, Tabo Trele, we of course said, is a 21-year-old farmer based in KwaZulu-Natal. He speaks very high about Furmol's protein block. In an article on Food for Mzanzi, he specifically highlights the successes that he has had with this product in his herd of cattle. Can you perhaps tell us, doctor, what's the secret to Furmol's protein block? Mr. Tsele really does well using the Fumo Protein Block. And Fumo Protein Block is one option in a range of options to successfully overwinter cattle. I think we need to remember that the limiting nutrient in winter grazing is nitrogen, which is the building block for protein. And by supplementing nitrogen, we are supporting microbial growth in the rumen of a cow. And thereby we're creating an environment in which the poorly digestible grass is made more digestible. So to put it very simply, the bugs or microorganisms in the large stomach of a cow is responsible for breaking down the stuff, almost wood-like grass, and that's why we supplement their nitrogen deficiency. So what makes the protein, formal protein block so special? Well, it is a protein and mineral supplement for ruminants. So the protein content has been, and the composition thereof, has been over years fine-tuned to be effective for overwintering cattle as well as sheep. So it supplies the nitrogen to be overcome the primary deficiency, but at a very safe level. And also it's balanced for minerals, predominantly calcium and phosphorus, also your trace minerals, and then vitamin A. And then the unique way in which FUMO makes this protein block makes it very safe for use for overwintering of cattle and also sheep. What other options exist to overwinter cattle economically? Okay, when we talk only about cattle, there are other options in terms of blocks. So we can also use the Fumo Rumavite cattle block. It's more concentrated in protein than the protein block, so the intake will be slightly lower. But importantly, this is for farmers that only farm cattle, so there's no sheep farmed simultaneously. So where we have only cattle, we can consider using the Rumavite cattle block. As an alternative to blocks, we can also use the typical meal-type winter legs. I think the best known and the market leader in our Fumol stable is the Fumol Premix 450, which has been in existence for several decades. It's been fine-tuned over many decades. And this is an example of a ready-to-use winter leg for cattle. The farmer also has the option to make use of leg concentrates, 
to mix his own winter or production lick by adding salt for the winter licks or grain or grain byproduct for the production lick. So an example of that would be Fumal Dundee lick, which is well known. And farmers usually only mix in their own salt in the winter. And then they would add something like hominy chop or maize meal or maize for the production lick phase. Wow, this sounds all very interesting. Now, Mr. Tele refers to his vision and big drive on reproduction. Are there any tips that you can perhaps give producers who specifically focus on improving their herd's reproduction rate? I'm very glad that Mr. Chele has just focused on reproduction because in the end of the day, this is where we make money. And why is it important? The nutrient requirement of an in-calf, or let's call it a pregnant cow, a lactating cow, and also heifers, in other words, animals that has not given birth to calves yet. Their nutrient requirements are much higher than maintenance requirements. And in winter, we usually feed animals only at maintenance levels. So a typical winter lick is not sufficient to supply these high nutrient requirements, especially for energy. And that's why I like Mr. Chele's approach of feeding Fumol's protein block in the dry winter season. In late pregnancy, in other words, just before the cows will calf down, he will upgrade the supplement to an energy supplement, or better known as a production lick, which in addition to protein and the minerals and vitamins, will also supplement the cow's energy requirement. And because these animals in particular have such a high nutrient requirement, we must make sure that they do not lose any body condition in this critical stage. In this critical stage, is just before they calf and also during the lactation period. If they lose condition in this time, we know that the animals will suffer in several other ways. For instance, the birth weight of a calf will be too low or the cow will struggle to reconceive within three months after she calved down. Also, the calf itself might grow not optimally because the cow is not producing enough milk. Um, so that's for one part of the answer. And also the second part is focus specifically on the heifers and the first calf cows. These animals, the first calf cows, are the group that's the most difficult to get to reconceive within three months after they've calved down. So by paying attention specifically to the nutrient requirements of our heifers and of our first calf cows, we allow allow them longer time for breeding purposes so that they can reconceive and thereby we increase the reproduction rate of the whole herd. In short, it means we have to manage the heifers and the first calf cows as separate groups to the mature cow group. Thanks for joining us, Dr. Francois van der Feyfer, National Technical Manager at Voermol Feeds. This week, one lucky Food for Mzanzi fan can stand a chance to win a Voermol product voucher worth 1,000 rand. Now, to enter the lucky draw, you simply have to WhatsApp us on 081-889-9032 with details about your favorite Voermol product and the difference it makes on your farm. Let me repeat that WhatsApp number. It's 081-881-9032. Hurry because entries close on the 24th of May, 2021 at 3 o'clock. And the winner will be announced next week. Food Mall produces superior quality molasses-based supplements for ruminants. These products include maintenance, mineral transition, production and energy licks, feedlot concentrates and liquid feeds. 
for expert advice on animal nutrition for optimal production and profit. Contact Food Mole Feeds on 032-439-5599 or info at foodmole.co.za. On to other news here on Farmers Inside Track. The Food Equity, Equality and Democracy, also known as FEED, is running an exciting competition called Ecolo Feeds Innovation Prize. They're looking for a great technology solution in the food system space. We now chat to Kevin Naidu and Nicola Kaundorakis from FEED to tell us more about this exciting competition. We're so excited to be the official media partner for the inaugural Inkolo Feed Innovation Prize. In a nutshell, what are the main objectives of this competition? Thank you, and it's fantastic to have Food from Zanzi on board as our official media partners. We created the prize to highlight ideas and solutions that could have a meaningful impact on the food system in South Africa. Globally, we see new technology playing a revolutionary, almost evolutionary role on the food system at the moment. The prize is a call out to innovators, inventors, and technology professionals to stake their claim on this significant emerging space. Nicola, maybe I could get you on board. We're particularly excited to see some of the ideas and solutions proposed by farmers and agripreneurs, many of whom might be listening to us right now. What are the solutions you're really looking for? So in terms of the kinds of solutions we're hoping to see, we're looking for teams who've given consideration to their strategy, to innovation, to systems thinking. How does their solution fit into the broader food system and how does it better it? As well as collaboration and multidisciplinary team members or partners. We've deliberately left the competition broad because we want to see what people come up with. But we're especially hoping for solutions in the domain of waste management or the circular economy, agroecology, local economies, capacity building and transparency and information sharing. We have no doubt that the teams will come up with some really brilliant ideas in these realms. Now, just to be clear, the Inkolo Feed Innovation Prize is looking for internet-based solutions, right? Yes, that's correct. We're focusing on internet-based solutions for this round of the competition. The reason we chose internet-based solutions is because of their ability to spread rapidly. Cell phone prevalence in South Africa is already relatively high, and we believe that these solutions would be able to make an impact relatively sooner. And then before we say goodbye, What prizes are up for grabs and how does one enter? We created the prize to highlight the best ideas and solutions for the food system in our country. So in line with that, we'll be creating quite a buzz around our winners, featuring them on all our media platforms, as well as introducing them to all our partners. There is prize money up for grabs as well, with 100,000 going to the winner and 50,000 going to second place. For people who want to find out more, they can just go to our website, www.feed.org.za, and it's immediately going to pop up with a link to our landing page for the competition. Thanks so much for joining us, Kevin Naidu and Nicola Kaundorakis from Feed. Stay tuned to foodformzanzi.co.za for more information about the competition. Agriculture is not just about farming. It's about caring, and that's an ideal worth preserving. It's yummy. It's good for you. 
and the whole family loves it. It's grain-filled chickens, proudly South African and mouth-wateringly delicious. Discover a world of tasty goodness and visit Grain-Filled Chickens for Siodudzere or like our Facebook page for more. Grain-Filled Chickens, a proud member of VKB. VKB, for the love of the land. Now for our book of the week as chosen by our farmers. This week we look at a book titled The Intuitive Farmer by Peter Nuthall. Joining us to review this book is Food from Zanzi's Sinhalese Citizen Journalist of the Year, Terry Ann Browers. Hi Dawn and Duncan. Today I will be reviewing the book titled The Intuitive Farmer, written by Peter Nuthall. In this book, the author sheds light on the fact that the successful management of a farm is based on how excellent the farmer's decision-making is. Nuttall claims that in practice, most decisions that farmers make are made intuitively rather than based on careful data collection and analysis or analyzing others' views and associated factors. This is why the farmer's intuitive decisions have a great impact on the business practices, profitability and success of the farm. Some of the issues discussed in the different chapters are risk management, benchmarking, negotiation skills, budgeting and planning, active listening and farm ownership. The fact that the information is presented in the form of a novel will make it an interesting read while providing helpful advice to farmers. Thanks Terry and Browers. Remember you can email info at foodformzanzi.com if you want to suggest the next book of the week. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food Form Zanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story. You're tuned into Farmers Inside Track, proudly brought to you by Foodform Zanzi. Powered by Corteva AgriScience, we now welcome our Soil Sister of the Week. Drumroll please for Nobuntu Makoa, the founder of Baha Makoa. Besides being an exceptional farmer, she also has the privilege of being on a year-long blended development program at the Gibbs Business School. Ubuntu, maybe you can start by telling us where and how did your farming journey start? I was introduced to farming at a very young age. I was inspired by my late father, who had a tremendous love and passion for farming despite not owning a land of his own, he was determined to make it work regardless of that. So this inspired us also then to ensure that his legacy is carried forward way after he's passed on. In 2018, that's when my own journey started. My husband and I purchased a farm in Fredefort just outside Paris in the Free State. Bahamahua farming is uh, a mixed production farm. We have a piggery, a head of Nguni cattle, we also cultivate maize, lucerne and smutfinger, which we use predominantly uh, to supplement feed for our livestock. The piggery currently is the main focus of our enterprise. 
we operate a faro to finish production line and we are hoping to increase this and expand in the near future and make this piggery a middle commercial to fully fledged commercial farm in maybe two years or three years or so. And what are some of the toughest lessons you've learned along the way? There has been many tough challenges and lessons along the way. We've learned that agriculture is itself a very tough environment to operate in. Those challenges, they include input costs, they include disease outbreaks, and they include volatile markets. You can do everything on your part, and sometimes you find that there's absolutely nothing you can do but to remain resilient and also ensure that you always have a plan B in times of challenges as to what then, how do you survive those challenges. Feed costs alone, they account for 65 to 70% of a peak farmer's total input cost. To get the most out of your feed, you must start with the most efficient animals that can convert feed to meat in record time for your specific market requirements. You also get affected by disease. While the input costs go up, the market price goes down. And suddenly there are restrictions. There are places that cannot accept animals. You can't move, you can't deliver. And when you are stuck with those animals, the longer you keep them, the more expensive it becomes. So you must quickly think in terms of what is it then that I can do to ensure that my business does not sink in such. And in this short time, when we started to farm, we've experienced all of those. There's been listeriosis, there's been African swine fever, and now there's COVID. So you have to really learn to be agile and versatile in order to beat those challenges. And then finally, do you have any advice to other women entering the farming arena? to invest time in building their businesses. They must learn some business and financial management skills. This is very, very important. And also just identify what are the resources that will be required in order to manage this business. My mentor says most emerging entrepreneurs, particularly in the agricultural sector, spend their time working in the business but not on the business itself. And this is usually the reason many, many startups fail. We often start the businesses out of the need or the passion and the love for what we do, and we do not invest enough time in building the business itself. Another important factor is to secure a market before you start. There will be absolutely no point in producing this wonderful product if no one is going to buy it at the end of the day. You must identify and understand who your customer is, what are their needs, and how you can be of value to them by producing to meet those needs. Agriculture is very tough, ladies, and you must be prepared to work very, very hard. And just maybe one day you'll be able to reap the fruit of your labor. And you can't give up. There's just no room. Giving up is absolutely not an option. Thanks for joining us, Nobuntu Makoa, who is the founder of Baha Makoa. Over the past couple of weeks, we've had some dynamic female farmers featured in our Soil Sisters initiative powered by Koteva AgriScience. And no dawn, these women are absolute balls of fire. Remember to stay tuned for our Farmers Tip of the Week from Mango Farmer Bernie Fanden 
But first, on a lighter note, Johannesburg-based chef Tuto Mahlangu makes a mouth-watering chicken soup with herb oil. She also shares her top tip for cooking a perfect Mzanzi home-cooked meal. My favorite ingredient is pork in the kitchen in whatever form it comes in. It's a really nice protein to cook with. It's very versatile. And I think also the fat content in the pork adds the extra flavor to it when you're preparing it. So that's my kitchen ingredient to have in your kitchen. Be sure to check out our weekly interviews and recipes with inspiring chefs, foodies and home cooks on foodformzanzi.co.za. Agriculture is not just about farming. It's about caring and that's an ideal worth preserving. It's super fresh, it's super soft and it makes a meal a treat. It's Super Sure Bread and Super Sure Flour, a proud member of the VKB Group. From breakfast to lunch and even birthday cakes, Super Sure makes the whole family smile. Find Super Sure on Facebook or visit vkb.co.za for more info. VKB, for the love of the land. We've just about reached the end of this week's Farmers Inside Track episode. But before we let you go, mango farmer Bernie van den Yeffer shares his top tip of the week. When I had the opportunity to visit mango farmer Bernie van den Yeffer, I realized that he truly knows that the land he toils deserves to be loved. His farmer tip of the week was, rather spend money on building soil diversity than killing it. His secret? Making compost tea that gets filtered into the irrigation system to fertilize his soil. And Bernie van den Yeffer's farmer tip of the week brings us to the end of this week's Farmers Inside Track, proudly brought to you by Food Form Zanzi. For daily inspirational stories about the farmers and agriculturalists who go above and beyond to feed South Africa, visit www.foodformzanzi.co.za or follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And remember, if you love this podcast, please rate it and share it with your friends, family members and fellow farmers. The Farmer's Inside Track is available for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and of course also on foodformzanzi.co.za. From me, Don Numdu, Duncan Masiwa, Nicole Ludolf, Noluta Nungakani, Terry Ann Browers and the rest of the Food From Zanzi team, have a great week and please let's continue to keep each other safe during the COVID-19 pandemic. What joins a continent? but its continuous flow over mountains, through rivers, in the rhythm of the land. What ignites its future, but the promise to fulfill, to protect and grow, the very life of tomorrow. African Blue Corteva Keep Growing You've been listening to the Farmers Inside Track Podcast supported by Food Form Zanzi For more information find us on www.farmersinsidetrack.co.za